With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't always get to choose in this life. Win and lose in this life. But I'm approved in this life. We can move. In this life, can't change up. My team too real, so we stay young. Yeah, this is our year, can't change up. My team too real, so we stay young. Yeah, this is our year, can't change up. My team too real, so we stay young. Yeah, this is our year, can't change up. My team too real, so we stay young. Yeah, this is our There we make, go. Make sure the camera and the the, the, the audio works, Josh. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, We're trying to make the best of a situation here. <laughs> uh, welcome to Diamond State Scouting. Uh, I'm here with the regular Brett Lagasse, Brett Lagasse 67. I'm here with my beer in sports podcast co-host, Josh Kimmel. What welcome, up? sir? Yeah, welcome. what up? Welcome. Josh Kimmel, O-U-S. And I am here with the one and only biggest name guy here, <laughs> T Blank. Unders- make sure you have underscores in that at underscore T Blank on both sides. On both, on both sides. sides. Yeah. Tyler Blank and Show. Very important. Thank you. Most important. Um, we're kind of doing almost a crossover. We're probably going to do a beer in sports later, but we all have a beer in hand. We are live on location at Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Woo! And it's beautiful down here, man. I'm having a good time. Even with the rain, man, it's still fun to actually be a part of that. Like, just to watch and practice in the rain. It, it, it was it a blast. looks like it kind of chilled out. I was freezing cold. Yeah, the sun's coming up now. Now, now that practices are over. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Now I'm sweating my balls off in the house. <laughs> um, my boots were soaked, but my feet were dry at least. Everything else was wet, but, man, it's still fun. Had a fun. So... Initial thoughts on the Senior Bowl. What do we What do we think about that? Um, so, you know, through the years, I've watched the Senior Bowl on TV, and I've watched practices, and I, I've thought, like, well, you know, you can kind of get an idea of what's going on with them, but you really get a better idea of being there at the stadium than you do on TV. So you get a better feel. Like, you can see things that the camera doesn't show you. Like, I watched Zion Johnson multiple times take coaching after a play, and you can see his mannerisms. You can see his – how he handles the coaching and then how he applies it the next time. And what I really was really impressed with him and a couple others like Malik Willis is after they were coached, you could tell they were, they were listening 
and you can see them talking with the coach and asking a question and then trying to understand what the coach was telling them and then trying to apply it. So that was, it was give you a lot better perspective. And then you could talk with other guys. Like I got to talk to Brandon Thorne today about offensive line. And he told me what he saw from a different perspective. And it, it's really hard to see everything at once, but you know, you, it, being on scene, you get to see so much more and you get to actually see things a little bit closer, a little bit better angles, a little bit better detail. So. Yeah. Um, so Kimmel, well, you're a fantasy guy. You're you're strictly watching the offensive guys. Um, what do you think? What I think is, and and I know I'm totally different. And this is a you know scouting podcast. I get it, but I don't really don't pay attention to rookies until literally like last second. Then I do all my crash course research because I I think it's a mirage. I still do. Where these practices, yes, they matter. Yes, everything matters. But us in the fantasy world. We see a guy get open versus air, and then we all flip out. Like, oh, my gosh, he got open. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, no one's covering him. Yeah. Like, I just saw every athlete look, they're fucking athletes. Yes. Uh, yeah. They look awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, they're of course. They're pro athletes, so obviously <laughs> they're elite athletes. Of course. But, but my biggest takeaways was actually seeing them alive in person, you know, being able to walk around to any angle I wanted to in the stadium and to see how these players move. And you're right, how they respond to coaching and how they can get better on the next rep that's yeah. what i was looking for the next yeah. rep yeah, yeah like oh how do they do what do they do differently this time and to see um you know the tight end from uh mcbride yeah make McBride. monster catches love mcbride monster catches. colorado state right? yeah. yeah and let me tell you when he jacked that corner up if you were to see that on tv it'd be like oh badass play when you see that in person and you see the energy that the teammates have and the other uh, other guys there are like oh hooping and hollering for it, man, you feel like you want to get out there. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so much different to see that in person and see the team drills. And, uh, I don't know. That's, that's the fun part of it. And uh, then you see how like these guys actual size is like Flaley is a mammoth human being. He is, he is for sure. Um, Brett, if you can hand the microphone to underscore on both sides, um, <laughs> What, what what's your initial thoughts on the Senior Bowl and all that and Mobile and well I, it's been a lot of fun I mean it's like you said seeing everything live and in person is so different from what we would normally see on TV and uh, like you guys said it's cool to see them communicating with the coaches and learning and getting better and spilling your drinks on yourself but he's excited yeah I'm really excited <laughs> but one thing for me I mean besides them just watching them communicate with the coaches and go rep to rep it was a lot of fun today to see them get excited with their teammates and just like you seeing the intangibles in person is a lot of fun. Like seeing strong today, Carson strong out of Nevada, watching him be a leader on field was actually a lot of fun to see, you know, communicating with his teammates at each play, congratulating them. Like it looked like they were, he was just talking to them, having fun. And when the having fun part, especially I love that, like watching them get hyped up for each other. The DBs are obviously all over uh, each other when they make those big plays. But then the D lineman today, like Winfrey watching him, he was like, there was certain a song that came on and, him and Sanders out of Cincinnati were just dancing and getting excited, and yeah. they went onto the field the next rep, and they dominated. It was, it was fun to watch that energy build up, like, in person and just see all that happen. Yeah, you kind of get to see the swagger of players. and Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think it's pretty cool out here. Um, you're hearing that too, Kimmel. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, no, I know I'm fine. I'm perfect. Um, but, yeah, I think Mobile out here is fantastic. Um, seeing the guys live, it's wonderful. And being able to interact with all the people out here, it's fun. 
just bullshitting with everyone, talking about what we see. It's it's great. Um, everyone is live at Veet, and yeah, it's great. I, I love it. Um, so, who is a standout player? I know I want to go with Kimmel here. You put your mic. But I'm going with Kimmel. <laughs> Why are you me? I'm the most. I'm trying, I'm trying to be a good host. I'm here. the most literally. I'm I come be... here. You guys have your laptops. You guys got binders. <laughs> you got the printouts. And I'm just like, I'm just here to watch football, drink beer, you and like chill. My, my, I'm like chill but, right now. No, but I mean, you pointed out a couple guys yeah, to me yeah. that you said you, that stood out. Who stood out to you as far? Okay, and we're your fantasy perspective. There's people out there that scout for fantasy. No, um, like so. Stood out to you. So, and it's hard for me to remember names, and I will remember these names. But the the receiver from Ole Miss that we pointed Sanders. out, Sanders yeah. looked really, um, really good. Braylon, Bra- yeah, Braylon Sanders. Um, you and know, it was a late addition, a late was. add. Yeah. Yep. Really excited about that tight end McBride. Like I said before, it's always hard to find tight ends in fantasy, especially like you know, like a Fryermuth. You get him in the second round. Where is this guy going to go in yeah. rookie dynasty drafts? Um, I really, really like Strong. Looked good out there. I love Willis. I think he's gonna be a fantasy stud. Yeah. I think if you put him in the right situation with the legs, yes, he's sporadic, and yes, he but he can when he makes the throws, they're the best on the field. Yeah. Like there's no one. But, but when they're are they pretty. gonna be on? They're yeah. very yeah. pretty throws. Yeah. His, top, his spiral is so tight and. And look, well, let me tell you though, a couple throws I've seen were pretty good today in the rain, but he uh. They have people talking about him right now. Yeah. That we, like we yesterday. Today. Yeah. So <laughs> well, too much to me. we were soaked, but we came back to try to watch some film, get set up for the show. So, you know, there's good reason. Yeah. But Willis had a little bit of a rough day. He was very up and down. Ball placement was ugly. Very inconsistent to his left. And but like Kim was saying, the he's right. Willis has a lot of potential. And he's got a big arm. He's athletic. And Jalen uh, Hurts was a pretty good fantasy quarterback right yeah anytime a running anytime a quarterback can get you rushing yards that's a cheat code that's extra that's just not even fair that's like if you're super hot it's like you're tom brady and then you have like a nine inch dick too it's not fair (laughs) it really isn't fair oh Uh, come on uh, that's not fair i just want to put out there because i know our friend adrian would uh say it hashtag willis watch yes we've been doing that from the hashtag willis watch um he was my guy from the very beginning am Uh, i going to give this show the first explicit like the red no No. lord no i actually we welcome this i i I, you're a brush of breath of fresh air look you got me flustered i'm so excited about it so (laughs) i bring the same energy i bring on the beer and sports podcast um it's i'm a little more informative but yeah i I don't care yeah but i mean we want to be laid back we want to be fun because when you're down here you see the guys you even see scouts and we've we've seen mike tannenbaum in rapaport albert breer you know some of these guys that are like buttoned up guys on tv and just see them kind of cut loose relax you know not trying to act like they're somebody special. We even saw Coach O and Scott Pioli today. You know, and those guys are just real even. They're just here chilling just like an everyday person like us, and it, it gives you that kind of feel. So that's what this show is about anyway. I love seeing Coach O just standing yeah. in the rain, like yeah. texting uh, right, right. texting on his phone and like, like who's he texting? Like what? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> no rain jacket either. No, no. hood up, nothing. He, no. He's just too. He's just <laughs> taking it. It's just, yeah, it's, it is. It's. To be out here and to see these players and to see people you see on TV act like a normal human being, you're like, oh, yeah, they are normal human beings. Yeah, sometimes yeah. we forget that, right? And yeah. I guess on TV they look a lot bigger than yeah. you expect. Like, I'm like, yeah. 
oh my god, Coach O, he's like this. He's gonna be jacked, and <laughs> but he just looks like a normal like linebacker, yeah, I mean, you know. I'm he's as just, jacked as he is right now. I mean, know? like he just he he's a big guy, but he's not like. A, like I mean, he looks like what you would expect a defensive line coach to look like in a sense, but oh, for sure. uh, but meeting. I mean, it's been a great opportunity. We got to meet Emory Hunt, yeah, Javier Vega, great guy. Brandon Thorne. Um, the list goes on, man. We finally got to meet people face to face and some new people that we didn't meet before. Uh, guys, we've worked with at Football Alliance for years, and we've, you know, just now getting to actually meet them and work with them face-to-face, not Zoom and digitally. So that's been a really cool opportunity, too. I made sure I owned up and bought my man a beer, Ben Albright. <laughs> because I've been promising him a beer ever since he came on my show a couple years, or last year. Oh, I, I forgot all about that. Yep. Yeah, I saw um, him. I didn't even think of that last night. Yep. But let's get into some scouting. Yes, um, sir. We, I will say that the national team is someone that we focus more on because they are, they had more energy. Um, yeah, their practice is way more fun. Let's get into that real quick. Um, it was boring. Like we left before the American team, but it was boring it watching was boring the American yesterday. team last last night or yesterday. They won. Yeah. 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 It was like I don't, I don't know what it was. Did the alcohol rub off on me? Like, did I get tired? Or was like <laughs> seriously like. I was sober like a fox. Or because the first pre- or where we burn out because we got there early. We had it to get got our, a little cold. Yeah, I got a little cold where we just wanted to get out of there. But no, the practice half the practices half the practice they didn't have their helmet on. Yeah, I was like, what's yeah, going on? Weird. Why are they? Uh, I said, so is this some kind of like team building? Let's see each other's face. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> no, it, it was so weird because these guys are like going through like the same drills but without helmets and they're going like half speed where at least if they're wearing shorts they are going like partial speed and they're still not like crushing each other because it's practice but yeah i saw that too i'm like what is this and it kind of like started to practice off real low energy then it went into like a stretch and i don't know it was all weird yeah that's the lions coaching staff correct yes yes the uh, jets coaching staff had yeah they had so much energy different. i feel like it was just boring like i even asked today did they have the music up like could that have been it but no, like the the helmets not being worn and everything, that was a little weird. It sucks we didn't get to watch them today because maybe the energy would have been more. maybe. Um, but, but yeah, quarterbacks. We I know we got time to watch all the quarterbacks. Um, who do you think was the best quarterback of yesterday and so far today? And who stood out most to you as far? He, he might not have been the best, but who stood out most to you? I'll, I'll start with Brett. Are we talking national team or are we talking all overall overall? So I think Carson strong probably had the best day, day one. Um, I think he answered some questions about being able to roll out of the pocket and throw, uh, while it not pretty, I still don't have a first round grade on any of these guys. Um, the, all of these guys I believe are a project. Some of them have a high ceiling. I think Carson strong, Sam, Howe, Malik Willis. I think they have a pretty high ceiling. Uh, even Kenny Pickett, because of his ability to anticipate, um, hands questions aside, I mean, just, the dude's wearing gloves, which doesn't help. He wears gloves anyway. But today in the rain, it looks like he was a little not confident about his hands. Um, Billy Zabby really surprised me with some zip on the ball. He didn't really see a lot of it on tape. He does not have a big arm, but he might be at the NFL, like, good enough arm enough arm, like you know I me mean? yeah, yeah i don't think you're gonna have an issue with his arm straight. right and, and i think it might be just enough to like really it's better than to his arm yeah 
Don't, don't get me in trouble. Don't, I'm not going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but I, I really think Carson Strong probably looked the best, and he might be helping his stock the most. Uh, then Malik Willis looking a lot better day two and taking coaching really well, which is what you want to see because he needs work. So that means he's if he's taking coaching well now, he's going to take coach coaching better. And with the Willis watch, I've been talking with somebody who – used to coach at Liberty and he was telling me Willis is a film junkie. He's in the film room. You know, he's, he's there all the time. He sees the field very well and he's in the film room all the time. And when he makes mistakes, he wants to know why and how to get better. So it's no surprise. He's taking a coaching well, and it's great to see at this level, he's taking a coaching well. Um, but with quarterbacks, I really think strong Zappy and Willis are like the three that have really, really impressed Ritter looked pretty good on the run today, but he's been having some issues, like overthinking things, just yeah, not really doing doing himself any favors. Uh, Pickett, he's like you pointed out when we were watching yeah. him, you're, we're throwing on air and he's not taking a deep ball. He's taking the checkdowns, which hey, in team drills you take what's open, like whatever, I, and I, he he's throwing checkdowns, and you really don't want to see that. Yeah, I mentioned. Um, I don't know why he's doing it. Maybe it's uh, the coach was like, hey, make sure you hit this route. Make make sure I don't know. I'm not in that conversation, but and that, that's the one thing. Sorry to cut you off real quick. Yeah. That's one thing I want everybody to remember when you're scouting. We're not in the meeting rooms. We don't know how they're coaching up. We can only say what we know how it normally would go, yeah. but we don't know exactly how it's, how they're coaching it. But okay. it makes you wonder, like, is he doing it just because he's worried about releasing the ball? Um, there's a hand issue there. I mean, it didn't, it didn't really show up on tape, but when you're watching him live, you do see him kind of double clutch before he throws it. And it concerns you a little bit. Um, but I noticed it because you saw Carson Strong go up there, huge arm, and he would just let it let it rip and go deep ball, deep ball, deep ball. And then you see Ritter go up and dink and dunk, like tight end on a, on a little route over the middle. And it kind of concerned me. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Why is that? Um, as you pass the mic, the double underscores. Um, I I think I agree. I think we're all going to probably say the same thing. Um, Carson Strong, best quarterback of the day. Today he didn't look as great, a little wet. Um, we didn't get to watch the American team. Carson Strong, I think he has strong arm. Um, he's got cinder blocks for feet, but <laughs> – if he can learn how to release the ball, vision great. Um, I think he's going to be some something good in the NFL. Like you mentioned, he's, there's no first round quarterbacks in this draft. But I don't know. The most shocking, um, I'm going to say, Kenny Pickett. As far as not in a good way, I thought Kenny Pickett was going to come in and take advantage of the situation. Um, he did not, and it, it didn't look good on him that he decided to not get his hand measured. I mean, that kind of put people in a in a situation where they're like, oh, what's wrong with this guy? Is he in a bad camp? Is the camp giving him bad information? But you never know. And then him taking check downs. And I think he's concerned about his hand hand length and everything. But that, that's to me. I'm still excited to see how Willis can develop in this day because we realize he went to Auburn, transferred out Liberty, small school, See what he can do. He played Syracuse this year. Film in 2020 was better than film in 2021. Um, but from what we're understanding, it could be a 
um, team thing, a buddy of our, Ryan, he's like, he has no Sunday players on his team. And that, that hit with me. And I was like, yeah, you're correct. And his receivers can't separate. So I'm, I'm curious what he can do, especially game day, because practice is great and everything. But it really matters. There's people that don't practice very well. really matters what you do on game day. So I'm excited to see that. And uh, Tyler, what, what about you? No, I, I think I agree. Malik Willis is probably the number one right now. I was also really impressed with Carson Strong. Something actually impressed me with Strong was um, his running ability. I mean, he's not going to be out there like Willis, but he had these long strides where there was a couple of times when the pocket broke down. He's able to get to that that sideline and just beat a couple people to the edge there. Uh, maybe that's just because, you know, no one's trying to hit the quarterback, but his strides, I mean, he was looking good out there. But Willis, for sure, I mean, especially today, he was hitting more – he was hitting things – Better on the sideline, especially, I thought. And then I think you mentioned it before. His spirals were looking really yeah, clean. Super tight. Yeah, so I think Willis, for sure, strong, has impressed me. And Bailey Z, I mean, I I really kind of all admit I didn't know much about him coming into this, but he's impressed me as well. And I think I've just been disappointed with Pickett overall. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, everyone's got another day, and we'll see what you can do. I mean, it's all about finishing strong, but, I mean – Pick it. He it was a double jointed. That's why he said his thumb was double jointed. That's why he didn't do the measurement. He said there's like some stretches he's gonna try and do in order to fix that by the combine where he says he will most likely measure. But I still think you should do it. Just get it done, possibly. And then because now once you do that, questions arise. And then today when you fumble a snap, I mean it's just gonna put more questions out there about your hand size. So we'll see. For sure, and I'm looking, trying to share our uh, Twitter thing, and uh, I'm like, why didn't I get tagged in this thing? Um, Josh Kimmel OUS, and there's Josh Wingate OUS on here too. So <laughs> you just put yourself up on the award-winning podcast, huh? You yeah, just, you just I'm put yourself. Trying to just trying to sneak my way in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're not hiring, so I have a team. Oh, <laughs> I've seen your fantasy teams, but. <laughs> Yeah, did better than your face. Oh, but. my God, under Hamburg. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, can I talk about hand size real quick? Yeah, let's go. I don't care. I don't, no, I, 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 don't I just don't care. I, can, I care that he cares. Right. That's a good point. I, yeah, yeah I, I do care that he cares, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, I've not, I've been, I, we go through this, especially in the fantasy world, nonstop. Like, it's nonstop. Like, t- 10 inches, 10 inches. Can the guy play or not? Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, 100% agree. Exactly. I, I have said it every time we're on the show. Um, I'm beating a dead horse over here. and But his confidence is shook, and it wasn't shook on film. You care about this size. This year, anyway. Yeah, you care about size. You're not drafting Aaron Donald, one of the greatest defense tackles of all time. Um, you're not getting Rashawn Slater, who was all pro his uh, rookie year. And another guy who's very good right now, TJ Watt. Uh, people didn't think he was big enough to play as a rush linebacker. They didn't know what to do with him. Or how about Isaiah Wynn playing left tackle? Yeah, or or Shaq Wynn. Mason playing you're left not, guard? You're not drafting these guys. Or right guard. It's showing that they're great. Like, size doesn't matter in the NFL. So It's just a different – everything's everything's always evolving. Where I, was, I, was, I noticed this when I was watching the practices, and I noticed it for a while now. Offensive linemen used to be big, fat, like, seriously, like, Big men, like big. Now they like have abs and they're like have like, they they have fucking muscles, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like holy shit, like they're things fun. are. But things are changing. As in, like look at the quarterbacks now. Like Russ was he too small? Kyler too yeah. small? Like it doesn't matter if you can fucking play, you play. 
And I think what happens with scouting and with the senior bowl and with the whatever bowl and whatever, whatever, we overanalyze because yep. that's People what are scared we do. To miss. Because they're yeah. too, and then and then they do miss because they're too afraid. Yep. It seems like the people that take the chances hit on the players, and the people that are too afraid always whiff. Always. It, it, oh I, yeah, playing I, it safe yeah. in the draft does not work because you'll you'll take a Charles Harris over T.J. Watt or Taco Charlton over T.J. Watt. You know, you if you play it safe, I, I think that's where you really build a, a mediocre at best team or a losing team because you're like, well, I'm going to take the safe pick. The safe picks. Being safe and not taking risks doesn't work. Like, I took a risk in fantasy this year, and you'll appreciate this. I took a huge risk in fantasy. It was either boom or bust for my season. It ended up being a bust, but I had Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Zobert Hilaire, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. A lot on the same team, so I took a risk. Like, I'll take lose the bye weeks. I'm good. Yep. But they all started slow, and injuries piled up, and it didn't work. But if those guys were on, nobody would stop me all that season. So, I mean... I took a risk and could have won it all, and I was boom or bust. But at least now I lost, I have learned from that experience. Right. But if you're, like, safe and it semi-works out, do you really even learn from the experience? So, no. And, and maybe maybe it's because these guys are so close. They worry about hand size. Where Joe Burrow, no one really talks about his hand size that much. Yeah. Right? No, who was talking about Joe Burrow's hand size? Well. A handful of people. That's it. Well, we are in an emergency alert. Is there a tornado uh -oh. coming? Oh, uh-oh. There's a dangerous person in the area. Uh-oh. So, oh, shit. Officer injured. Yeah. Um, so there is that. Oh, my God. Um, we are trying to be safe. Hopefully my wife is not watching this because she's going to be worried. Yeah. And uh, prayers to that officer and everybody out there. Hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. Uh, door is locked. I think we're okay. Yeah. So. Oh, goodness. All right, then. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah. I was uh, live. Very um, intense as Tyler is looking out the window. Yeah. To make sure we are um, safe. Do my civic duty. <laughs> uh, we got, um, so uh, since Tyler and I were Air Force vets, we know the look for the exit and get our asses out of there. So uh, if anything goes down, it'll be all elbows and assholes here for now. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I don't know. This mic stand's pretty heavy. That might be able to use to knock them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. No, get back no, to the no, senior bowl here. We are resetting here. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That just happened. Yeah. Um, I forgot where we were. Uh, risks. Yeah. Hand risks. size. So. Yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that. But but, but like go ahead. I, I think so. My, my point. I was kind of driving here. We're talking about Kenny Pickett's hand size, but when you look at his quarterback class, who's your number one quarterback? You're gonna get a different answer. They're all in there in one group together and it, it's just going to be like, who pulls away right so right now you would think pick is kind of slipping because of hand size whatever so they're nitpicking almost in a sense where joe burrow was pretty clear cut the number one after his final season right there was not a lot of people questioning anything about him and some people said tua some people said herbert but no one really wanted to argue that it was burrow i mean there was no like nobody saying well you're nuts dude it was pretty much Burrow. So no one really knocked his hand size. But in this class, it's I think they're just trying to justify we need a quarterback. Is he worth the risk? And But I agree with you. Look, if the kid can play, he puts out tape. If you're comfortable with him, he's your guy. Go get him. Uh, hand size isn't a problem until it is. Size isn't a problem until it is. If, if size shows up on tape, which it never did for like Aaron Donald, then it's not a problem. If size shows up to be a problem, then it's a problem, like a tackle with short arms. 
And if yeah. it's but if it doesn't show up on tape, like with Slater, then you're fine. I think that's where people get really mixed up. If it shows to be a problem, then worry. But if it doesn't show to be a problem or signs of, then why worry about it? If he's your guy, if you like him, you like his leadership. And I will tell you, he does anticipate very well. We saw that quite a few times. I mean, he didn't have a great day, but we saw a few times that he anticipated a couple throws really well. Uh, placement needed a little work, but timing was there. Well, I don't know what you're talking about because me and Underscore met this dude today. <laughs> and he told us Pickett was by far clearly one, and everyone else was just at the bottom of the barrel. Well, the only answer to that is we clearly don't know what we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can personally say that because I don't. I'm just going by eye test. Yeah. But some people actually do look at, like you guys look at, you guys look at scouting way differently. I just yeah. look at, are they explosive? Can they make plays? Can they create separation? You guys start. are looking at his feet setting and this shit. I'm like, can he make a play? Because at yeah. the end of the day, that's all. I can, can he put up fantasy points for my team well, hang on in a right position? Is Kim, I think Kim was smarter than us when it comes to scouting. He just simplified it to where it makes yeah. sense or it either is or it isn't. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I mean, <laughs> I just like to keep it simple. Like, there's, I, I don't hit on every single rookie player, obviously, right? Uh, yeah. But I was on Josh Allen before everyone else was. Why? Why? Because he was the biggest Cam Newton and he could run and he could make plays. Let's talk about um, who's your biggest miss like in the last draft? Like my biggest miss, yeah. like in, in rookie? Yeah. I didn't really miss. No? Do you think I missed? Um, Are you like trying to bait me? Because I don't think I missed. Um, <laughs> there's this guy in Atlanta right now. I think you missed on him. Kyle Pitts? Yeah. I didn't miss on Kyle Pitts. You did? No, because his ADP was it, for fantasy. His ADP was way higher than it should have been. He didn't score the touchdowns. Matt Ryan clearly doesn't use him in the red zone. And I knew. Which doesn't make sense. And I, but I knew <laughs> with that offensive line, he would have to stay in the block. So it does make sense because they would need to protect. And therefore, he cannot run routes. That's why Patterson was getting the touchdowns. That's why everyone else was but Pitts. He wasn't targeted in the red zone as much as everyone thinks he was. But did you say that he's hmm. a tight end, tight end? Rookie tight ends do not matter. I said they don't really pan out that well. Yes, he had a good yardage. But – when your number one receiver, Calvin Ridley, decides to st does not play football anymore for whatever reason it was, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, of course, he's – who else? You can throw it to Zacharias, Russell Gage. You know, you that's all he had. And even with uh, – that's all he had, that's all he produced. Yeah. Imagine that. Your number one target only produced that much. Whatever it was. I, I think he's making some good points here. Yeah. I'm but but Pitts didn't come on until later in the season anyway. And his breakout game was against Miami, but he was one of the better rookie. <sighs> no, no, he was. In. No, he was. And I, I, I roster him in a bunch of leagues. Like, don't say I hate him or anything. Oh, you hate him, <laughs> but just like Josh Allen. But I've seen what I've seen people do is trade four for number one picks for Kyle Pitts, and yeah, then they're that's, over. That's oh, they're drafting over Jamar Chase. Or, that's silly. You know, and it's just like, well, calm down, guys. That that is yeah. silly. Um, so we made comments earlier this week about. Did I get to you about quarterback? Yeah. yeah. Um, we made comments earlier this week about Josh, you fucked it up. I did. You say, Hey, did I did I get to you about quarterback? And then you go, the rock. It doesn't matter if I got you. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we doing? I, We're about to watch wrestling soon. We gotta oh, get into Oh, and by the way, Kimball does a wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, Which only, is awesome, by the way. Check it out. I only watch real wrestling, um, NCAA, you know, actual oh, yeah, sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah. I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Like, I know Hulkamania, brother. That's about it. Listen um, here, brother. <laughs> running backs. I know uh, it's hard to evaluate 
evaluate running backs early on. Um, I know, Josh, you made that comment because yeah. they're not getting hit. They're not – they're just basically more protected, you said, than the quarterback out there. Um, so I'm, I'm sure – correct me if I'm wrong. You don't really have a comment on that. Um, on the, only, the only comment I have is what you guys actually taught me was what I'm looking at is can they find the lanes? Yeah. Which day two today I was actually looking yeah, at that. That's good. Who was finding the lanes? And I'm not gonna lie to you, I was too cold and wet. And, just, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not even gonna look. All I know is, show I me. I got so excited there, like, oh my god. Yes. No, I did. <laughs> today, my only focus, honestly, today my only focus was on the quarterbacks yeah. and McBride. I wanted to see more McBride. There you go. That's all I watched all day today. Um, well. It's a good point to watch, though, because he's, he's a beast, dude. <laughs> he is a beast. Who stood out to you, uh, Brad, about running backs right now? My favorite? Yes. I mean, all right, so I already came in here liking um, Brian Robinson Jr. Yep, my guy. And we all like him. Uh, he's just that guy that he plays like his life has been. He plays tough. Um, he's a hard kid to, like, not root for. An easy kid to root for. I love the kid. Um <clears throat> I think he, he's going to be – he's going to get his opportunities. He's going to be a tough runner. He's going to be what you want in he's the NFL. He's more of a, a game guy, not a practice guy. Yeah. And – but one I – two backs I really liked, have been impressed with so far, uh, Damian Pierce out of Florida. Just a stud. Finds the lanes. Downhill runner. Punishing. Yeah, and he, he is explosive. And uh, the other one I love, and day one I saw a lot of it, was Tyler Beatty from Missouri. I really like what he brings. Kind of reminds you a little bit of uh, maybe Giovanni Bernard, like the, the shorter, squatter, tough backs. But he's so patient running the ball. Watching him on the outside zone runs, he's behind his tackle, and the defender can't really find him. And as soon as he sees the crease, he's gone right up the sideline. I yeah. loved it. And you couldn't see him behind the tackle. So it was great. It was a great setup, patient. And then as soon as he saw the lane on the edge, gone and he wasn't trying to bounce it he was just trying to follow the blocks and it was something that you see from nfl backs i love to see that i i really think a lot of people were telling me they're high on him coming in they're excited to see him and uh he, he's so far he's my favorite back for the national team for the american team i think damian pierce is probably my favorite back so far yeah. I, I really like what i see out of him the gators kid yeah the gators back Big line, uh, running back thick. He, he's thick yeah and he's explosive i mean he's he's gonna be a problem in the nfl he, he's the way i like my milkshakes nice and thick <laughs> but he but he's kind of like p ryan <laughs> he's built like p ryan but he's faster yeah yeah definitely. Like, yeah sure. like he's he's tough he's physical and he's he's balanced actually he reminds me of um the running back from jacksonville robinson uh -huh. reminds me of him a lot gotcha. so uh, very similar styles uh, maybe maybe a little bit more physical, but um, anyone stand out to you? For me, it's uh, Beatty too. I I thought I agree with you. He was very patient, but I thought his short area quickness, his, yeah. his his cuts were they were so smooth. And it's like once he did see that lane and he took it, it, he got there so quick. And then you're right, it was just so explosive getting through. But that was the main thing I was looking at with all the running back was how because there wasn't much contact going on. So it was like, all right, what are their what's their vision? Like you said, and then their cuts. I wanted to see how smooth they were and how their short area quickness. Like once they do find that lane, how are they getting to it and how are they getting around people? Because yeah. that's really what you can see mostly with this practices that we're watching. But yeah, for me, Beatty was the one I saw the most. And actually, the kid out of Cincinnati, I thought he was really impressive as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I am watching. I didn't really watch the running backs, to be honest with you. Um, I 
as a Cowboys fan, yeah, I want a running back. It's not going to be a guy here um, unless Brian Robinson wants to come on my team. You want a running back? Yeah, I want a running back. In Dallas? (laughs) How many do you need? Um, So I feel like Ezekiel Elliott is not here after next year. And I know in Dallas there's some people um, that are saying you don't need to draft a quarterback right now or a running back right now because just draft one the year that Zeke's not here. I feel like I want a guy that if Zeke goes down and isn't producing, I want a guy here that can fill in the role. Um, Tony Pollard, I, I love. I don't think he's an every down back. Um, I think he needs to get spelled a good amount of times just for him to have that freshness and to be ex- explosive. Um, I love Tony Pollard. But I, I personally, Zemir White is a guy, Georgia, I want. And then I also want um, – trying to think of who it is. Uh, I, I would love Brian Robinson, but that is about it right now. And I I didn't really watch the American game uh, practice running backs. I was more watching the receivers, Dontario, Drummond. But, yeah, um, I didn't really watch them. So, one of the American backs that I did see that uh, I liked outside of Damian Pierce is uh, Devonta Price from Florida National. He, okay. Oh, quite a few times they ran he's, to. He's like a. He seems like a on tape. I, I didn't really watch him, but on tape, is he a tall dude? Yeah, he's tall. Okay, he so runs he's tall. a tall back and he runs tall, but he's like a sprinter. He might be more like a Melvin Gordon home run hitter kind of. Well, Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't say home run hitter, but it kind of reminds me of that style, that upright. But he does find the lanes pretty well, and they ran behind one of my favorites so far, that Dylan Parham. He had yeah, sealed I, off I a couple Parham. blocks to the left. And he had one of the big runs we saw yesterday was from Price. He had a nice run. And it was he, he was patient, let the block set up, and timed it, gone. It looks like he's, got a, he's a long strider, too. Now, his, his upright running style bothers me, so I don't think he'd be an every down back because he's going to take a lot of punishment that way. But I, I think he could be a pretty good back. I, I actually like what I saw for him. He had pretty good vision, so I, I was happy with what I saw out of him. For sure. Um yeah, uh, from what I saw from him on tape was he ha- he has juice. He definitely has juice. He runs upright. Um, he actually, I wanted to reach, I think I did reach out to Footwork King. And I was wanted to find out if he worked with him because his footwork is unreal. He, it's so smooth, and I, I love that of him. But, Let's. I mean, we're getting a lot on the offensive side of it. So I, I want to hit on offensive line. Let's hit on offensive line, um, and then we'll we'll mention a, a receiver after that about what we think. Yeah. While you talk offensive line, can I go get another beer? You sure? Can. Yeah, yeah. Just All right. Hand your microphone to Tyler. So what what offensive line? Let's see. So you want to say who impressed me the most? Surprises or actually, I'll just do them, name them all. So the one that impressed me the most is Cole Strange. Yes. And the one that surprised me the most was Cole Strange. And my favorite yeah. so far is Cole Strange. Yeah. I mean, those are my top three right now. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Cole Strange, I haven't had the chance to watch any film of him. And Brandon Thorne said to watch a Kentucky tape because it was impressive tape. And this kid, he's got the old school bar down the middle, no gloves on. I mean, that's first round value right there already. You know, <laughs> he's it's, like that tough junkyard so, dog, as Ryan would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, love it. I watched Cole Strange, and I 
came away like looking at his body frame and everything, and I was like, I don't know if he can do it. Like he, yeah. he's so thin, waist down, that you're like, I don't think he has the, the frame or the. The thickness underneath the the anchor at the next well, level. What I say the first day we saw him, I said, he kind of looks like a guy that'll go over to small school, you know. And but his anchor, his toughness. I yeah. mean, he was taking on the kid from UCLA, uh, Has- Haskell, Haskin yep, yep, from yep. uh, it was Haskell Haskin. from uh, from uh, Ohio State. Yep. Dude, he was anchoring really well, not getting blown back. And uh, I mean, he was he was one of my favorites there. Yeah, definitely. And, and he definitely showed that he belongs with the big boys and talking to one of the best offensive line guys out there uh brandon thorn or run, run, runs trench warfare i mean name dropping over here yeah well hey <laughs> excited maybe we got to meet these guys but yeah i, was, oh, sure. I, I had a conversation with him and uh you know talking about him he was high on him too he liked what he saw out of him and he gave me a little insight on him and and you know he he told me you know he, he the watch a kentucky film because it was probably his best tape and a couple other people were really impressed with him. So I'm really excited about like getting into his actual tape. And then the other one I loved before, and I mentioned him on a show before we came down here was Zion Johnson for Boston college. And I actually saw him, my first introduction to him was at tackle and I was still impressed with his power. He played tackle. Yeah. He played on film. On film. Yeah. Yeah. So he played some tackle. So then today, when we saw him yesterday, I'm like, man, this kid, look, he is yoked up. He is, he's thick, but he's like muscle. Like Kimmel said, this dude is muscle. He's yoked up, you know, and he's, he doesn't look like an offensive lineman. The dude's built. He's squatty and thick. Yeah. And they're, so they're trying him out at center and we found out, we got back to the, the condo, uh, shortly, shortly after the national practice was over. And Tyler had said that he, that, uh, was it Jim Nagy, Jim Nagy, yep. Jim Nagy posted that, uh, Zion was staying out there on his own to take reps at center. He wasn't asked to do it. He, they're asking him to, to try for center, and he stayed out on his own to practice. And I watched him take coaching, as I mentioned earlier. Absolutely loved it. He's taking a coach, and he's trying to apply it. I'm very high on that kid. Yeah, I, I love Zion Johnson. Um, going back to Cole Strange, I think that I want to say I, I, I love him because – you watch them, you're, like, impressed. You're, like, Chattanooga. Like, I'm not going to see much from this guy. Um, and I Low kinda, expectations. Yeah, I kind of forgot about the film I watched a little bit. And then he started showing up, and he – I think he stonewalled somebody. And everyone's like, okay. Uh, all right. I see that. And then he came back, and I think he got beat. But then they did another rep right after – directly after. And then he came in. And he stonewalled the guy again. So you're like, okay, this guy's a competitor. He's not going to get beat twice. And then I just enjoyed his competitiveness. I enjoyed that he showed I can compete with these men. Yeah. And he, he's a man as well. He, right. he definitely showed that. And, and he, he's – so we've talked about his lower frame. It's, it's He's not skinny, skinny below, but it, he's not as bulky underneath. So you would think he has a weak anchor, but it, he doesn't. Yeah. And when you see him running though, he is uh, he's strong. You could tell he's got like country strength. Like he's he's got yeah, he's built core a bit, strength. He's built a little bit like the guy from Minions. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, That's messed up, man. Tyler, who do you think? <laughs> For me, my favorite was Penning. 
Yeah. I, the dude's nasty. There, there was a couple plays. I, was, he got into it with a guy. Yeah, I think we were separated. We, I think yeah. we separated. Yeah. After separated. That. He was under the goalpost with him, and they were pushing each other, and they were getting fights. And I was like, I love this guy. It was a kid from um, Penn State, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they were they were getting into it with each other, and I was like, man, this guy's awesome. I mean, he's nasty, he's violent, and he's everything I would love in an offensive lineman. So him, and then yeah, Johnson for me too. Zion. I mean, watching him do the extra work and. Doing what it, everything he was asked to do and doing it well, I think is uh, was really impressive. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. And and Penning, uh, to touch on him a little bit, he has the size and build that you're looking for a tackle. Um, maybe a right tackle with that nasty mean streak, but he's like thick all the way through. And I, the most I've ever talked about other men being thick in my life by the way yeah. and looked at men's butts and say man he's got a big ass he's gonna work at line <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, gonna be great i mean I it's me. well yeah whatever <laughs> no judgment here so, on the diamond state scouting podcast <laughs> on the fantasy side of things um the offense line is very important um can you discuss that for me please i'm not going to and um <laughs> that guy number 70 yes soft <laughs> 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 Dude, seriously, I'm being dead You're ass here. Referring serious. to Penning. Any offensive lineman in the, I could push one of them. You can't push. Okay. I could 100% <laughs> line up me versus the other guy. You can't. I could but. probably move them. I okay. told you, if you blow the whistle as soon as they snap the ball, you have a chance because you don't think the play is over. I bet you. Because you know what? I've been watching the, I've been watching the coaching. It's all okay, leverage, yeah. you know, yeah. like. Hands in. Yo, I could definitely elbows do in, that. Right? I could literally. <laughs> that was a big thing. Yeah, elbows in. Yeah. And then you want to, what you want to do is you want to grab. And okay. That's it. I yeah. can do that. I think Kimball's taking the coaching better than some of the guys <laughs> out there. I like it. He's I mean, fantastic at coaching. You what know, about, it is cool to see. By the way, it is cool to see the coaching. Like, yeah. you see Sal out there. You see these guys out there. Like, they're just, like, motivating. Like, they're fucking like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, oh, that's how, what it's like. And it's like, <sighs> I'm not going to say the players look robotic out there as if they take it and then they go, okay, cool. Like there's almost no emotion sometimes like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's good to see them go. I want to do better. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. do I do better? Yeah. I listen to someone that knows what they're doing You're- other than the people who are like, I was taught this way. So I'm always going to do it this way. No, get better. And I love yeah. to see that out there. You see that from Zion, Zion Johnson, a, even a if lot. he has a good rep, I feel like he's over there, which shows why he stood after and, and took reps. But and if I'm not mistaken, he's an academic guy, too. Yeah, so and that's why I think he got, like, I think he had really good grades in high school, too. I think he was one of those guys that was, like, academically scholarship for Boston's college. So even without the athletic, he's pretty cool guy. So I think he's one of those guys that's, like, really intelligent anyway. So, like, I, and those kind of guys just understand I'm not going to get better until I know. And to your point, like, when you said, well, I was taught this way. This is how I'm going to do it. But – these guys are like, well, I'm taught this way, and they're trying to like break that down and say, okay, I was taught this way. He's telling me this way, so I need to work it to what they're trying to tell me. And it's good. I mean, that's what coaches are on the sideline, scouts on the sideline. They are watching that interaction. That means more to them than some of the other things. Like talk with Mike with offensive line. Offensive line is more about them the the nastiness and the meanness because you can build their strength, you can build other things, but it's it's about being able to coach them up. And yeah. if, can you coach him? Great. If not, then it's going to be a struggle. And you're referring to Mike Margetti, the uh, right. draft maverick. Yes. Football alliance. Um, extraordinaire. He's been awesome to us since we've been here. For sure. Yeah, I just met him. He's cool people. But go back to the fact of the offensive line. I want to add this one thing. Yeah. 
the whole coachable thing with the with the players. That's important because it shows you that they're able to work. They're not selfish. Yeah, they're yeah. able to work as a team. And with an offensive line, you need all five to be on the same yes. page. Yep. Yes. And if you're not coachable and you're not on the same page and you're going to do what you want, you're not going to pull the right way. You're not going to do. Yep. And it just fucks everything up. So you need. Obviously, that's why language. Off- yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I, want, I want to be Captain America here for a second. <laughs> the worst. Uh. They got to throw a motorcycle afterwards. Well, I was gonna say to add to that, I think that you're you're exactly right because I mean you'll see not to show Eagles bias, but Jordan Mailata, he, he had never really played football. Here we go. But hey, he had never really played football, right? And then he comes out. He's got all the physical tools. He's a nasty dude. He ha- he shows the capability to have the athleticism to play the position, but just had never had the history of playing it. You get him on the field with a good coach like Jeff Stoutland, he teach, he coaches them up. He's willing to get coached up like that. And now he's earned his money, and he's one of the better left tackles in the league. Well, you, speaking of Mylotta, um, yep. there's a guy here, Raymond. Um, what do we think about him? Because I know we, you, Tyler, keep the mic. You referred, you made the comparison. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about Raymond? I think the potential is there. I don't think he'll be picked. He's a, he's not a day one pick to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think on film, yeah, he is impressive. And if you, I love the pictures of him for going from, was a tight end to offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this, this size the size difference. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell that I know. <laughs> and you can tell he gets happier as he gains more weight, which I think is awesome. But I think the potential is there. I think <laughs> you need to put him on an offensive line where he can learn from a good vet and a good coach. But I don't think he's a day one starter or a day one pick. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I had a high expectations coming into today. Don't we all get happier as we gain yeah. weight, right? <laughs> um, I had high expectations coming into this week about Raymond because two years, you see what's on film. He's a mauler in the run game. Um, he needs technical help. Um, he could, not saying he can't be drafted round one because someone's going to see the potential in the guy. And like we talked about coaching, how do you take coaching this week? I don't know. But – I, I'm interested in what teams look at him because the sky is the limit. He has a ceiling that is unreal. He needs work on his pass setting. Um, he needs work on anchoring a little better. But you can see it's all there. And I want to see what he can do um, before we move on to receivers and Kimmel's MO because he has a guy he would love to talk about. Um, what do you think of Raymond? I, I saw the coaches were on him a lot. I saw he was making more mental mistakes and all, uh, inexperience, basically. He's learning. He looked like he was taking the coaching, but all of the coaches were on him, made him do the reps a couple times. Yeah. So uh, they the Jets coaches, uh, and, and, you know, shout out to the Jets yeah, offensive line coach yeah. and that coaching staff because they have done a phenomenal job of the yeah. practices, yeah. and they ran a drill that we all loved. They lined up four offensive linemen, and one had to anchor and stay in the box and not get pushed back. He had to stay on the spot, push and shove and shift, you know, or and pass off. it was off. like a Congo line like of a, yeah. players coming in left, right, and you had to keep. And you had to keep passing them off, and then they would yeah. come in based you on the how he, which way he passed them off. <laughs> <laughs> Where they all just came at him at one time? Yeah. 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 It was fun. Dude, that was like a really fun drill. The other and team didn't do it. That was, that was the difference between, I feel, the – Hype of the North and the American, uh, national and American, sorry. Um, the drills were just more intense. Yeah. You got, you got more out of the Jets drills as far as a scout than you did um, 
the national or the American team where they had a hose basically, and he was trying to stay in the box, and all of them were lined up. It was it was weird. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the receivers and Kimmel. Let's get into Ole Miss's. What is it, Brayton? Braylon Sanders. He, you know, as Brett was telling me, is a late addition. Yeah, didn't even know who he was. Most of these players, not gonna lie to the people and to you guys, <laughs> I know college football. I get it. I don't watch it. Yeah. Um, I don't get really into rookie season, like I said, until well, that can be a good thing. So it is, that's what I was gonna say. It is a good thing because I don't know these players. I know some. Yeah. But I don't know what they can do. So and then I see, biased. So yeah. So then I see this player and I'm like, wow. Yeah. He looked fucking good. But this guy's supposed to be looking good. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, well, he's not looking good. So this number five guy is a fucking stud. I could see it. I could see the work ethic. I could see the movement. I could see everything. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the I can see the explosion. No, I can see the explosion. Mike's getting heavy. Where or then I could see then I go to number seven from Nevada. He's dropping things, his yeah. footwork is sloppy, he's stepping on all the cones. Um, but he's supposed to be good. Right or maybe he's not. I don't know. He just fucking looks big. Well, he ran the fastest time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He ran really <laughs> according fast. to that chip. Yeah. So, I so mean, it's just good. Fingertip catches too. It, he was one along the sidelines where the ball was a little high. Sanders, you're talking about Braylon Sanders. Yeah. 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 We're, we're still on him, right? In my yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, well, just, he, I'm just he talking in general. Nevada receiver. Oh, okay, Dube, yeah. Named Dube. So I want to make sure that we're. I'm just going in general. I'm trying of to be receivers. like a, a good host here. I'm trying to listen, but then I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm listening for something to transition and. Because you like that Raymond transition early. I didn't hear you guys like, yeah, that was a good one. But I'm trying to get all the credit here possible. <laughs> but it's so hard. Yeah. It's and so hard to judge these girl. players. To me, because I, t- I told you guys, I don't believe in anything. Yeah. I don't believe in anything until week one. That's how, I, that's how I live my life. Nothing matters until week one regular season. All this other stuff is nonsense. But it's good to see flashes. Like I fell in love with Terrace Marshall last year because he got open – against air yeah and he looked yeah. awesome doing it right so these guys are getting open against nobody and i'm like god that looks he looks fucking good but what's gonna happen when it's 11 on 11 they're and going full why, speed yeah you can evaluate players for certain things and skill sets in this but like i said earlier game is what matters if they right. don't show up in the game then you're kind of like okay are you just a practice guy yeah, yeah. or right. you're not going to show up for game or are you not a practice guy because many great players are like that. Right. And you're going to show up for the game. So that's truly what really matters is the game. And um, who was that uh, number 14? Shakir. Yeah, Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Uh, Boise yeah. State, yeah. yeah. He had a good day one. Yeah, he had a really good day one. Didn't really see him much today. I wasn't really looking for him. He had okay. a drop pass from the rain. I'm pretty sure it was the rain because he, like, kicked himself right in the ass for it. Because he, he was so mad. But it because he had it. He was open. But And the guy that... Didn't impress me. Who I had high expectations for coming in, Alec Pierce. I feel mm. like um, to tell you guys, um, what school do you go to? Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Uh, long arm. Uh, he had a lot of like fifty-fifty drop balls. Um, not fifty-fifty balls, but he was fifty-fifty on dropping the balls. I know. I feel like I'm going in and out. Well, because you're leaning back and your mic needs to be right on top. Oh, okay. Is that better? Yeah, I mean it's a lot better. Hey, baby. Uh, that didn't do Joe. Um, also, then, Kimmel's our uh, technical support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Alec Pierce is the guy that kind of uh, didn't impress me. He dropped balls that should have been caught. 
Um, he looked kind of slow coming in and out of his breaks. He was. He, he he limbers in and out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, does anyone want to touch on another receiver? Because I know we are. You, you know, I, I'm a, I'm big on that player looks like a professional. Yeah. AJ Brown looks like yeah. a professional. So number one from Tennessee looks yeah, like a professional guy. football player. He doesn't act like one. Revealus Jones. What I mean by that is I don't. I just didn't see. The explosion like that I thought I was going to see. And he dropped a lot of balls. Day one. Yeah. Day two, we didn't see. We didn't stick around for it because um, he was on the na- the national team, right? Right. No, so, he, oh, yeah, American. The American, the American, team, American yeah. Yeah, We didn't stick around for that. So I wanted to see if he'd bounce back today because I don't think he had a good day one practice. And maybe I'm wrong on that. He looked like, from what we got to watch from TV, we, he looked like he was starting to pick it up a little bit. Um but he, I mean, he's got the talent, but you're right. He looks like the NFL player, but it almost seems like he's lost running routes. Yes. Like, that's what I'm saying. Know? Like, it doesn't yeah. know, like, it, I don't think he knows what's really going on. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, I think some of them DBs there on the national, on the American team are, are sticky too. So he was having a hard time separating and getting open yesterday with that. Um, another but, one that disappointed was Trey Turner. He didn't look, he had good body control. He high points the ball well, but his route running is limbering. And his body control is like, his body control is good, but he just like, he can't seem to get off press coverage. And he can't seem, but he, although he made a really nice catch and he got. Trey Turner is, what's cool? Virginia Tech. Okay. He's a tall, lengthy receiver. But the one that's really impressing me that I've liked, and I got to watch him yesterday, watch him make a play here at the condo, was uh, Calvin Austin from Memphis. Oh, Memphis explosive i was gonna bring him up i'm glad you did yeah, every good. time i looked up he was making a play yeah. yes yeah exactly so we're all on the same page with him now. yes yeah he he's a star i think he's explosive he can be a playmaker right away yeah kind of has like the victor cruz kind of he's build. the guy who got open on that uh willis touchdown pass okay yeah 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 the one that you magnificently got on film you know i, I got on film i put on twitter i got like what four likes it's cool a blue check mark put on twitter same same exact angle i think he actually stole my video 600 <laughs> views or whatever like so you know it's cool I, literally i think it's my exact same video i think he stole it i think he because i steal stuff all the time yeah. whatever, i don't care <laughs> what what like what <laughs> pretty sure he stole it from me but it's cool well, there you go that's awesome though i'll have to find it and tag you in it just so you get credit for it um so let's make the transition over into defense because we have spent what an hour on offensive side which and let's be real. I mean, the offense was what everybody was looking at, too. Yeah, a and, lot of uh, big names. But there's also yeah. a lot of big names on the defensive yes. side and the defensive line, which I think has been the star of the Senior Bowl. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, one today that we touched on. Majay Sanders. Um, <gasps> Love him. He, he's been showing out. I haven't really – you want to say something? No, it's his favorite guy. Okay, let's let's hear you about Majay Sanders. Well, yeah, he is definitely one of my favorite guys I've seen. I lo- I mean, first, I'm also going to say I wasn't here for the offense. I was here for the defense. Defense yeah. is the best. But Sanders was immediately, I mean, from the first rep you saw him go against an old lineman, his get-off speed is insane. He gets he gets off that ball, and he's they're having to react to him so quickly. And the way he can get around guys, but then he's also setting up these inside moves. I'll, I will say he's setting up, but... I would also like to see him have a better rush plan, but his hands and his feet are so quick. His pure athleticism will help him win a lot to get to the quarterback, but I think once he learns more after a year or two, he'll be a consistent uh, edge rusher. Um, so tell me why he is better than Ojabo. 
Why is he better than Ojabo? Athletically, he is not. But I think his experience is on his side right now. Ojabo, I think, has a higher ceiling. But we, it's, it's all wait and see. You know, we can only... You have the opportunity to draft Ojabo or Maje Sanders. Who are you taking? I mean, context matters, but... Like, what context are you looking for? Team and... You are the Philadelphia... <laughs> Eagles, um, you're looking at having the number one overall pick next year. Um, <laughs> oh, number one overall pick? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you looking at taking? Uh, you, Maje Sanders, or it doesn't matter which pick you have, because I know you have two first-round picks. Three. Three. Okay, Re- respect the moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you taking? I am taking Ojabo. Okay, I disagree. Um, you disagree? Yeah, I'm not taking Ojabo. I think he – You think he benefited from Hutchinson? I do think he benefited from Hutchinson, um, and I normally don't say that. But could you make the same argument with Sanders, though, because he had people like Ahmad Garner behind him, and he could possibly have gotten some coverage sacks? Um, I wasn't as big as Maje Sanders on film, but seeing him show up today mm-hmm. and yesterday, he showed me and went against some offensive linemen that I really respect. Um, and dominated. I know a lot of people had Falele, who someone we probably should mention, had him as a end of the first round kind of guy. He put Falele. He, he had Falele dancing in the, the inside and, move. Yeah, yeah. And Falele might be a day two guy because of potential. Um, you can work with him, um, but yeah, Maje Sanders schooled him, and it's embarrassing for Falele. Well, I. It is like kind of like a 1A, 1B situation, but Ojabo, I think I would take him purely because of the ceiling, the potential that he has there. You know, he's only been playing for, what, three, four years, something like that, and you you get him in the right scheme, the right system, you coach him up for a couple of years from now, I mean, he could just – he's explosive, and he can just dominate, I think, every play. So three, four years, you're, you're going to have a dominant player. No. I'm asking. No. Not like trying to put. So I would say two years. Two years, okay. Two years, because I'm trying to figure how long do you think you get a really good player. I think. I mean, I think year one you put him as a rotational piece, and he's given you four sacks rookie year at least. And then come year two and three, you're gonna he's gonna be more consistent. You're gonna want him on the field every play. Uh, um, so let's move on to let's. We're gonna stay defense end. Who are some defense ends that stood out to you? What it, you got any opinions on defense? Can ends? I say how fun it was to watch? Yeah. Like, that was probably the funnest to watch was... The offensive lineman, defense end. Yeah, like when they were in the end zone and they were doing that drill where, like, one guy stepped up and went against his guy. Yep. That was probably my favorite drill of the entire... I think that's everybody, even on TV, like, that's the go-to. It's the best. Like... Yeah, they had, like, the half moon around that entire drill in the end zone. Yeah. Like, all the scouts, TV personalities are all there. And that drill has made a lot of... First round picks. It's just you know why I like that drill because it exposes yep. how weak an offensive lineman can be and how strong. Well, that drill actually benefits defensive players because offensive linemen are used to having people around them. You're one on one. You're you're going to get pushed back. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's how well you can anchor in that. Of course, of yes. Getting pushed back and everything, but it has made Zach Martin. That drill became a first-round – I mean, he was probably a first-round pick anyway, but he skyrocketed up boards. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs 
left tackle. Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. He was a Colts left tackle now. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, I was Kansas City Chief. <laughs> he, I don't even know, was he considered a, a first-round pick at the time? Yeah, but not a number one overall. And he skyrocketed to number one yeah. overall. Aaron Donald was too small to this. He was the only guy. He was dominating him. guys. He, he was the only guy to give Zach Martin issue. Uh, and I think if it wasn't for that, he would have never went where, where he did as highly as he did because people thought he was too small. Well, the guy that Dallas is drafting, UCLA made some money off of that drill too. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, so defensive ends that stood out, Jermaine Johnson, I didn't get to watch too much, but I've heard he is the best player here. Um, that was per Dane Brugler, and I respect Dane Brugler's oh. opinion a lot. And we got uh, underscores. What do you got? Jermaine Johnson might be the best edge rusher here this week. The moves he is putting on people, his length is impressive. I So I forget who put it out. I think it's Ben Glassmere. It might not have been him. But he showed where he was going up against offensive linemen. He quickly shoved the guy to the side. Yep. And then broke down for the run game. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Sure. I mean, strength. Even just watching him going against the the dummies where they're just smacking them around, it just looks ridiculous just how explosive. And he's just smacking them like it's nothing. And the speed of which he goes around the corner, I think. I, he's he's really impressed me. I mean, I didn't think he would come out as, like, my favorite edge rusher out of this week, but he easily has been. And it's hard. I, I can already project that you're not going to get a very good evaluation on quarterbacks in this game coming up because of how good this offensive line is. Um, is there any other defense ends we want to mention in this real quick? Tyreek Smith. And no, not just because we met his mom today. Yeah. No, but Tyreek Smith has looked pretty good. Too. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, she, she was out there in the rain supporting her boy. Yep. What'd she say? He's the youngest of three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22, I think. Yeah, they're both, I guess, her in the middle child or him in the middle child are headed through the combine, I guess. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, but he's, uh, he looks sharp. I mean, he's got, he's developed a plan a little better of a passer, but he has a good first step, quick. Uh, he's strong at the point of attack for a guy his size. Uh, he might be a little bit more of a tweener, but, you know, yeah. he, he's got some abilities. He's talented. I think he'll have uh, probably about day two grade. But I, I think there's a, a, a role for him definitely in the NFL. Oh, for sure. And, and I, I, I think some somebody might want to stand him up, and I think the same thing with Mozzie Sanders. Mm-hmm. I think some teams might be more interested in standing him up. I think he showed today, though, that he can put his hand in the dirt and get yeah, after somebody. for sure. Which I think and it, it, looking at his calves, he's got a stronger lower body, too. He's got thicker calves than I actually expected he would have because he almost looked like skinnier on tape. Well, I think he added weight. Yeah, he looked he looked like he filled out. Um well, who was it that was like yoked up yesterday that I was like just impressed with? Rob, fifty-one. No, well, it was number eleven. Number eleven, Robinson. Yeah, he was just yoked up as a defensive lineman. Holy hell, dude just Guess looked. So Dominique Robinson, Miami of Ohio. Um, he's the wide yeah. receiver turned defense end. Yes, and he looked like he doesn't look like wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's got like a, like a Terrell Owens build, I guess, but he is yoked up, man. Yeah, that dude is just jacked. And you can't teach levers. Alden Smith was very good before the whole alcohol. He was very good because of his levers yeah. and his, his explosiveness. And he's built kind of like him. But that dude, I, I was impressed with just his build alone. And he just plays angry and looks angry. So he looks like he'll take your lunch money. For sure. Um, I have here before watching that 
Tyreek Smith is a speed rusher, has been around the edge and has shown potential to turn speed to power. Uh, but he needs to get better at, at the run game and diagnosing, which you stand him up. Yeah, he still needs to do that, but he, I think he might get a little better as a stand-up guy. Well, those guys are actually coached very well. Yes. At Ohio State. Uh, the defensive tackles coached very well. Have very He played with very good leverage. He always played lower, even though he's the same height as some of the guards and centers. He actually played lower than them and was able to beat them on in those drills. So that was they're coached very well. So I don't think you have a hard time coaching him to play. But he's very different than the past few Ohio State edge rushers. Very, um, very different. Just to mention his name, I think Isaiah Thomas looked well, the uh, the Oklahoma defensive end. Yeah. Um, but moving on into the defensive tackles, um, we've talked about Tyreek Smith, Haskell Garrett. What do we think about him? Haskell Garrett? Yes. Again, he played very, very tough, very good leverage, played underneath guards that are like again they have the same height as him he had better leverage he beat somebody across his face um i want to say it was the michigan guard um so like he he's very has very quick hands and he does a good job of keeping hands off him especially when he's crossing the face of offensive linemen he does a very good job of swiping hands a uh, very good push and i don't know if he's gonna be a nose tackle but he, he's gonna be a good up tackle i think yeah i think he's a, a he can play the three um, I think he can play the one, and I think he can be a three-four defensive end at, at the five. He he gets pushed, and I like that. Yeah, I like that. And I think he also, the one guy that has given Zion Johnson some issues, I think was him. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I said uh, right after that rep, and Tyreek Smith's mom had turned around, thought I was talking about her boy. Yeah. I said Zion Johnson might struggle a little bit with some power push. Yeah, and uh, I said his anchor might struggle a little bit at center against guys like that. And she said, "Who?" She goes, said, "Who?" Yeah. <laughs> so she looks right around, and goes, "Who?" And uh, I, I immediately tucked my tail between my legs and I said, "Whoever your son is, not him." <laughs> no, it's, and I had said Zion, and she goes, "Oh, okay, it's fine." <laughs> it was really weird because I knew I knew she was a player, uh, you yeah, know, a player's you mom. Tell. Yeah. So when she yeah. walked down, she goes. We're in the front, so and I'm in the corner. Like, remember, I was, in, I was in the corner. So she walks up and goes, "Hey, can I get in between you two before we can even say anything?" She's there, so I'm like, "I already know she's a player's mom." So right, let me yeah. make some. Oh, I step exactly. up and give her the room, and I'm thinking, "Who is she? Who? Who? Who?" I'm not gonna say anything until I hear her cheer on. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you know what was great? She was cheering on Haskell Garrett. Silly. She was cheering on yep. her son's teammate. And then, of course, you know, after Haskell Garrett makes a beautiful play, yeah, kid from all, from Penn State, you know, yeah. cheers with him. And that might be the only time you, in games like this, the only time you ever see them celebrate. I even yeah. said, that, yeah. um, let's also Travis Jones. What what do we see from him this week? Uh, the the Connecticut defensive tackle. Um, do we have a comment on him, or do we not right now? I think he right now confident. Yeah, I think he <laughs> he's got some confidence, a little swagger to he him. He gets compared a lot to, and I think a lot of people call him Jordan Davis light, um, not because of size, because he's not the size of Jordan Davis. Not many people are, maybe Falele, but I think if you're comparing him to the playing style and the athletic ability of Jordan Davis, I think he has more pass rush moves. I think he yeah can attack the 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 pocket a little better than Jordan Davis. I still think Jordan Davis can can do it. Um, and I think what people don't understand about Georgia is I think they want him to play the run a little more. 
at, at for Jordan Davis. And you'll see a lot of like Quay Walker in Georgia playing the pass more than he probably should. But so you think Jones will probably play that a little bit more, the run a little better? I, I don't think th- he'll play. The or run do you think better. he's going to be just a pass rush specialist? Or no, I think he's a a nose tackle, um, one technique. But I think you have more range with him than you do Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis is a nose one, but he's more of a – he can play both. But I think you can move Travis Jones around a little more. Um, uh, I, was, I can see Travis Jones playing a little five technique too. It just depends on what kind of front you yeah. want to run or you want to have like two towers in the middle, you know. But uh, I, I, he's got a lot of confidence, and I've seen him. He's kind of mean. He's the probably the meanest so far on the defensive side of the ball. I've seen him kind of talking it up in team drills with the offensive line, not like being a dick, but kind of like letting the offensive lineman know he got the best of him. And yeah. I kind of like that swagger because he's going to instill that toughness. It's kind of like a Pittsburgh, Baltimore kind of mindset. You know what I mean? Definitely. But he's kind of built to me. Is he kind of built more like Chris Canty? I don't a little think leaner. Six two. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris Canty was six six, I believe. Yeah. Seven, maybe it's a maybe. bad comparison, but I mean, just like he's leaner and strong. That was a terrible comparison. Even I yeah. wouldn't have made that. Yeah, comparison. that was that was terrible. That was horrible. <laughs> um, but I, I like him though. I, I think he's going to be. He's. I just like his attitude and his swagger. Yeah, I do too. Six uh, two. I think a lot of people were expecting him to be bigger than he was. I, I honestly, in film, he looks taller. Thirty. He does. Film, he looks a lot taller. Um, That's why I tell girls I'm smaller. Yeah, so they, they get and then once like yeah, like, it's okay. And then once I get in the bedroom, it's like, like oh. oh wow. I'm like yeah. I mean, I mean, they're still impressed. I'm married, <laughs> so I don't have to do that. Well, I'm married too, but I'm talking about Josh in the past. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, he lived another life, you know. Um, <laughs> Are you telling me you've only had sex with one girl? I try to only imagine that. Yeah. Really. No, I'm just I, exactly. You're, yeah. trying, you're trying to be a good person. She might be watching. <laughs> no, but moving on. Josh said he's a dog fan, but he might be in a dog house. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, it's the best. Um, she the Georgia mascot got room in his house. No defensive tackles. We got less than 15 minutes left. All right, well, let's over. move to the back seven then. Yeah, let's go. Uh, well, let's real quick touch on linebackers. You guys. Discuss what you want to discuss, linebackers, because I didn't really want to. So I'm going to just throw a couple names there that I just absolutely loved. And uh, one of them is uh, Muma from uh, Chad Muma from Wyoming. Absolutely love him. Uh, I But he's as expected, what I would expect. He's, you know, looks like the typical NFL linebacker, and he's physical. He's got size. He's pretty good coverage. And then you have uh, Brian Asimov from Oklahoma. He's made some plays that I loved. And then uh, – Sterling Weatherford, he really stood out. Sterling Weatherford has been uh, school? Uh, from, I'm sorry, from Miami of Ohio. Okay. And I didn't have much on him when we got here. And I see him and he's making plays. He flies, flying through the football. He's more of an outside linebacker, kind of like a Matt Milano kind of guy. But, man, he, he reads and reacts really well. Uh, and uh, Troy Anderson from Montana State. And those guys are all players man those guys are all like they look like linebackers and they all fly to the football but i think muma and weather weatherford are probably the two best and uh i do want to shout out beavers darian beavers from cincinnati because he made some nice plays in coverage he's better in coverage than i actually expected him to be and he made a nice play against trey mcbride 
and McBride beat him. Like it was tough. I mean, but McBride basically had had the ball and he was able to tip it away. So it was a really nice play by Beavers, and that was a really tough coverage to cover at tight end. And I actually think Beavers might have the highest ceiling of the linebacker group here. I, I, if he if he's covered as well as I've seen him, I think Beavers might be the best linebacker here right now. Uh, do we have any other linebacker comment? Uh, I'll just touch on Damon Clark from LSU. I thought he was really impressive. I love the way he goes downhill, I think, against a run game. The way he hits that gap, and I, I, I like him a lot. I think his athleticism is through the roof. I, I don't think – I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about him, but I think come combine, after the combine, you're going to be hearing a lot about him. Um, I was really impressed with him. And it sucks that we haven't really get to touch on the American side of the ball because how weak their practice was. Yeah, it, it, Well, he, he <laughs> was the only uh, American yeah. team. Well, their, their, their practice has been very, like, blah, and, like, there's no energy, so you don't really feel, like, get a good feel for those guys. When they're practicing without their helmets, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I know, and I, I feel you on that one. If I stayed um, for the game, it'd be a blowout. I promise you it would. Yeah? You think it's going to be a blowout? Well, to, showing the practices and the energy. And, they got Georgia on their side. Um, the guys that should have been in the national championship game and were in the national championship game and won. But I feel like we're not appreciating there's a guy in this game might be the best linebacker, Quay Walker. Mm. And I think we might talk about him later because we're going to get into some film um, after this, I guess, artificial wrestling. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can do both. We're watching wrestling in like 45 minutes, Josh. Get to your point. I know, I know we got to hurry up so we can do beer and sports real quick. Um, but let's move on to DBs. I will comment real quick that the pit uh, defense back, I don't know his name. Um, I think Brett might be pulling that up right now. I think he has looked, he was the stickiest guy there today. Um, I, I did see Kobe Bryant, who I love his name. I think that that's a fan favorite. Um, he got beat a little bit um, going across the middle. Um, it looked like he was a tad late opening his hips. So I'm interested. Uh, Damari Mathis. And I, I also like Tariq uh, Castro-Fields as well, the Penn State defensive back. Who did we see, um, Tyler? So, yeah, I could talk about DBs for an hour, but let me touch on real quick. My favorite of – the weekend so far has been Taylor Britt out of Nebraska as our <laughs> the junkyard dog of the TV. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. oh, <you're> <laughs> but he he was so awesome to watch. I mean, he just flies around. You can tell he just wants to hit people. And hopefully, um, as he gets develops more, he'll start making the right plays because I think there were times where you know he's kind of putting his shoulder down a little too early and maybe not going after the right receiver. But he was fun to watch. And then I'll say Roger McCreary was everything advertised. I think we all came in thinking, like, probably the best corner that we were going to see. No. What do you mean, no? Um, so, watching McCreary, I saw someone that struggles to break down um, and attack. He's not an off-man guy. He's got to be a press-man corner. And you can beat him very easily over the middle. Um, all you got to do is make him go east-west and – he doesn't move very well east-west. I think he was very overhyped. Um, I think we're going to disagree on that one. Yeah, I mean, we can. I think he might be a nickel guy at best. I think 
I do agree with you that Pressman, if he can get his hands on the receiver, yeah. that is where he operates best. But I think he, to me, has been the most impressive Which all makes corner. me think, now that I'm thinking about it, he might not be a nickel guy because most slot, you're not going to get your hands on very well. No, yeah. No, I think get him with inside leverage using that sideline. I think he might be the best corner out of the group I've seen today. But, there, I mean, there have been a lot of impressive corners here. I, I agree with Kobe Bryant. I think he's awesome. Um, everyone, obviously, throughout the season is talking about Mod Garner, but it was Kobe Bryant getting most of the passes. And that's why I'm more – I want to put um, Kobe Bryant film on because I haven't watched it yet. So what I saw a couple plays today isn't indicative of the player that he is. But I'm more interested in seeing, like – I'm worried about watching Sauce Gardner film and being like, oh, my God, he doesn't – like. Don't watch a college player's film and say, oh, my God, he doesn't get thrown at. Uh, he must be good. Put on his Bama tape. Uh, Sauce Gardner? Yeah. I Does he get thrown at a lot? He does a few times. Because right, I'm, I'm more scared of watching a player that doesn't get thrown at and being like, oh, my God, he's so great. I want to see them get tested. So that makes Kobe Bryant. I want to see him because he gets tested more often, and I'm going to see more mistakes or I'm going to see more great things out of him. And I'm going to feel more confident going into the the draft about my evaluation on him. Mm. And then I do want to touch on a safety real quick that I was really impressed with, which was the – Baylor? No, Illinois. There you go. Kirby. Kirby, I his length. To me, and I've always – I think it was Andy Reid that might have said this one. I love it. You Your speed is obviously important, especially when you're going against receivers. But length can help make up for speed, right? That extra inch or two can get that – uh, make up for that speed that you may lack. And I think as a safety, his length and speed combined and the way he, he just – his range and watching him go downhill, I think overall he, to me, was the most impressive safety that I saw. I loved Taylor Britt because he's just fun to watch and he's aggressive. But Kirby, I think, is the most complete safety out of this class. Okay, Brett, you have three minutes to talk about your guy. Oh. And I'll get the kickers with you. <laughs> get the kickers? <laughs> So uh, one guy I'm just going to point out, because you guys nailed on all the ones I wanted. Um, Zion McCollum from Sam Houston. Yeah, he looks the part. He, he He's body beautiful, like Taylor Mays kind of thing, and not as Jack, but he looks like an NFL safety. He does. And uh, he, he looks smart. like he plays pretty well. So I, I would like to see how he how he does in the game. I uh, want to watch his practice more, but I like him a lot. He's little in real life. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Ian Rappaport. Yeah, he's so tiny. Dude, so Ian Rappaport was on our plane, and yeah. uh, then we saw him at the bar too. And he is seems a like a short nice guy. guy. Yeah, he seems approachable, like a nice guy, but he is short, man. I didn't expect it. I don't <laughs> like, like five four. I don't like to short shame people. <laughs> I do. Well, so I mean, I feel I, I feel like tall compared to everybody else in real We've life. We've been talking about here, size but. doesn't matter on this thing. <laughs> You can be great. See how great he is. He's a very great insider. That's just what us guys say. <laughs> um, any other DB you want to touch on? No, nah, that's it. Um, any DB you want to touch on before we get the kicker? No. Um, your favorite kicker of today? The white guy. There you go. No, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I wanted your fantasy take on kickers. Yes. Get him out of the what game. What about that punter? Uh, the Georgia punter has a freaking leg. Great. Um, oh yeah, the punter was really good. Yeah, he was Georgia, a little inconsistent, but but Georgia's punter was pinning him and yeah. down. I, like as soon as you said he was inconsistent, yeah. he kicked one out of bounds. Yeah. But he actually pinned him down within the five yard line a couple times. Yeah, so, it, it was fun to watch. Dude's got some potential. Um, I think we're going to be coming back shortly, um, doing a short little beer and sports podcast. Yes, uh, we might hit up 
tomorrow, depending on what's going on uh, with another one of these um, after we watch some film. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to have live practice tomorrow because there's going to be a thunderstorm. So we'll do. We'll go we'll watch some film tomorrow. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll, we'll go won't over go as long on this one. Yeah. Um, any last words? Any philosophy that you have? Enjoy the moment, man. It's been a blast down here. So yeah. we'll be coming back next year. At least I'll try to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had something to say. Anything? No, I was, this is fun. It's my first time doing this. So yeah. thank you. And then uh, I forgot to say in the beginning, we are a part of the Say It Again Network. We're going to probably have a very awkward send off here because I'm going to walk away from the microphone or I'm <laughs> away from hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the, <laughs> the camera. And yeah. See you tomorrow. I think that's about it. So what do you guys think about Brian Flores? <laughs>